Welcome back to the Cover 6 Football Podcast, everybody. I am your host, Saray Poole. On today's show, we have a lot of exciting things to get into. Number one, we're going to be rebuilding and fixing the Miami Dolphins. How can we get this team to be competitive in the next two to four years? I'm going to be giving you guys draft scenarios for teams choosing inside the top 10. I'm going to be talking about the Eagles secondary, how they missed on Jalen Ramsey and what they can do to make up for the miss on Jalen Ramsey because their secondary is terrible. They need to fix it immediately. And three teams who should trade for A.J. Green. So getting right into it, rebuilding the Miami Dolphins. Number one, we know the Dolphins are tanking. They're throwing the 2019 season away. I know there are some people skeptical out there who just say, oh, they're they're not tanking. They're just a bad team who just can't execute, who can't, you know, can't go win games. They're just bad coaching, bad pay calling. I'm not hearing any of that crap. It is strictly, strictly tanking. When you trade away Larry Tunsil, your franchise cornerstone tackle for a first-round pick. You trade away Mika Fitzpatrick, a young star, a young versatile star who can do multiple things on the back end of the defense. You trade those dudes away for, for high first-round picks, that's tanking. Because if it wasn't tanking, you would have found a, another way to keep those dudes and build around those dudes. They're tanking. There's no other way around it. So getting right into it, first step of business in rebuilding this franchise, you have to draft a quarterback. With the emergence of Joe Burrow, we know what Tua looks like, Justin Herbert. Whatever quarterback you think you like, that needs to be your first or second overall pick. The Bengals are projected to have the first overall pick right now, which will eventually get sorted out. I believe the Bengals and um, Dolphins play week 15 or week 16, one of those two. But it will get sorted out. But as of right now, the Bengals are projected to have a number one pick. So whatever quarterback is gone, you know, who whatever just draft a quarterback draft the two top the top two available quarterbacks will be available to you because you know you will be choosing inside the top two for sure whoever it is go get them you have to you know get your franchise quarterback that's the very first thing you have to have to building a franchise i, t- I touched on this maybe a couple episodes ago but in order for a franchise to be you know good you know to be a good team you got to have a good gm got to have a good quarterback and you got to have a good left tackle you know and weapons so that's first order of business is drafting your franchise quarterback number two you have to build the offensive line. This year's offensive line class is, is good, in my opinion. The top-rated offensive lineman, Andrew Thomas from Georgia. I like Tristan Wirfs from Iowa. I like Alex Leatherwood from Alabama. Tyler Biotish from um, Wisconsin, the center. There are a lot of places, you know, a lot of top plug-and-play starters who will be available come, you know, draft time in 2020. So you're not going to draft a quarterback, a young quarterback, whoever it may be, and put him behind this offensive line. The Texans did it, and they see, okay, look, we can't keep this dude getting hurt. So what did they do? They went out and got Larry Tunsil. Yes, the offensive line still has some problems, but when you get a, the best young left tackle on Larry Tunsil to protect Deshaun Watson, you know, it's going to pay dividends. We've seen the same situation with currently now Cam Newton and Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck had to retire. He had one good year the last year before he retired where the offensive line was actually legit, and he didn't take as many shots. He didn't get sacked a lot, and that was important. You imagine if he had that offensive line as his first two years in the NFL, he probably would have never retired early. I do think Andrew Luck will return at some point, but just as an example, you have to build the offensive line, man. Cam Newton's going to be in the same situation. He's taken a lot of hits. Offensive line play has been subpar. You got to find ways to protect your franchise investment, protect your franchise quarterback. That is the most important thing for a football team is to protect your investment, man. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, those dudes, you have to keep those dudes like that protected. Deshaun Watson, Mahomes, whoever it is, the top quarterbacks, man, any quarterback, it doesn't matter who's back there. You got to keep them protected. You have to go find offensive linemen, which you can because you're going to have, what, two top 10, or not two top 10, but it could be two top 10, but you're going to have two first round picks here. So, you know, you've got to find ways inside the top 10. We're talking here. You're going to have two picks inside the top 10. I, I believe they, I think they have three first round picks this year, in my opinion. So 
I, I think it is actually three. It, is, it may be three first round picks. I think it is. But you have to hit on these picks. So with that being said, dude, there's got to be multiple ways you can go on the offensive line, center, tackle, guard. It doesn't matter. Just find a guy who can protect your quarterback. Number two, you have to get weapons, find weapons on offense. This could be running back, tight end, receiver. If we're talking about just, you know, with the three picks they have in the first round, um, it doesn't have to be, in my opinion, don't draft a tight end in the first round. I don't think they're, the tight end class is good, but I don't think right now the Dolphins, that's their biggest worry. Obviously, it needs to be quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. Those need to be an offensive line. Those four positions need to be, you know, chosen by the Dolphins in the first round with those, with those three picks. So one, you got your good quarterback. Two, we already talked about it, your offensive lineman, whoever it is. It should be Andrew Thomas, if available, who knows. But any any tackle or guard or center, any anybody that can keep Tua or Burrow upright is who you need to take. As far as weapons go on offense, if you're a team who's looking for a receiver, a running back, a quarterback, this is the draft for you. There are multiple guys who can take over you know, during the draft process to, you know, really wow teams and be a top guy, man. CeeDee Lamb, the receiver from Oklahoma. Jerry Judy, the best receiver in the country and in the draft from Alabama. Man, I can go on for days. Tyler Wallace, Oklahoma State. Jalen Rieger, who's fallen a little bit. Man, man, there's so many dudes, man. Minnesota has a stud of a receiver. I can't think of the guy's name. Arizona State also has another guy. He's rising up the board. I can't forget. I can't remember his name right now either, but this receiving class is going to be awesome. And the running back class, you know, the 2017 running back you know, class was easily the best running back class in NFL history. But this 2020 class has a chance to seriously rival that, man. Jonathan Taylor, Travis Antian, DeAndre Swift, Chuba Hubbard, uh, J.K. Dobbins, Najee Harris. There's so many guys who you can just go right away who are first-round talents. Now, obviously, not all these dudes are going to go in the first round, but it's all going to depend on who's available. If you're choosing here at the Dolphins, wherever you know their third pick is, if you have a dude like Judy, Lamb, Travis Etienne, Don J. Swift, if any of those top 10 offensive weapons are available or first-round talent, you know, is available, just go grab them without question. You have to find somebody who, you know, Tua or Burrow can get the ball to. Seriously, you can't leave them out there with the receivers they have. And listen, their receiving core is, is average. It's below average. It's not good. So step, you know, step three has to be to find an offensive weapon that can make the quarterback's job a little easier. And as a rookie, the game's not, you know, Everything's a lot faster, so you have to find ways to make his job easier. So if you're here, man, if, if Judy is on the board, you take him. Who knows Who knows how long he's going to be on the board. If Lamb is available, you take him. If Travis Etienne, Duran J. Swift, any, any elite talent on offense, if he's available and they're picking for that second, third pick, wherever they are, because we know quarterback you know, is going to be their first pick, you got to take that. After you get that, man, you look, go back and look at your draft. If they hit on all these picks... The Dolphins can be competitive in the next three years. If every single one of these first-round picks hit in 2020, the three that they have, Flores, man, he will be coaching his team for a while because they're going to be competing. And then same thing for 2021. You have to hit on the picks. The opportunity for the Dolphins to really turn this thing around in two to three years is right in front of them. It's just up to them to go and seize the opportunity. They have everything they need, man, the draft picks. The draft capital, the assets, they got everything they need to go make the moves to, to compete and get better. That's what they have to do. So moving on to the best draft scenarios for teams drafting in the top 10. So like I already said, the Bengals are projected to have the number one pick. Listen, if the Bengals were smart, dude, I would try to move on from Andy Dalton immediately. Try to trade him away. Try to... You know, cut him, don't re-sign him, whatever it is. But you can seriously save some cap space by getting that dude's money 
off the books. So find a way to do that. And number two, you have to trade A.J. Green. As much as he's done for that team and what the 19 years he's been there, he's a Hall of Fame receiver. He's been injury prone the last two years. And, you know, if you're a team like the Bengals, who you didn't think at this year you'd be 0-6, but damn it, you are. You might as well just tank the season away. So, I man, try to – I don't think anybody's going to trade for Andy Dalton, but, hey, you never know. But, I man, get Andy Dalton's contract off the books. Trade AJ Green. At this point, you don't have a lot of assets, so you have to try to load up on as many draft picks as possible if they're going to, you know, try to rebuild this thing, and that's what it's looking like it's going to do. I'm sure Zach Taylor wants his own quarterback. So the Bengals, I have them taking Tua Tagovailoa here from from um, from Alabama. Andy Dalton's time is up in Cincinnati. They have to find a successor. Zach Taylor will fall in love with Tua. What you know? What team wouldn't? He has all the, t- the talent. The skill level, the skill set, everything you need, everything that we were, you know, getting on him about, about always taking the deep shot. He's not doing that. He's taking what the defense is giving him. He's taking the check down. You know, and now we're trying to every there's just always an excuse. I feel like the way we overthought Deshaun Watson in his draft process, they're gonna overthink to it in his draft process. Don't do it. He's their best quarterback in the draft. Just take him and work with him, and the kid can pan out, man. Just gotta put talent around him as just as any other quarterback, and he can succeed. Going on to number two, the Miami Dolphins. Listen, Joe Burrow. All right, Tua's off the board. You got to take the second best dude available. It's got to be Joe Burrow. He's outplayed any other quarterback not named Tua, and some people think he's outplayed Tua. I don't, but hey, it's what I've been reading and hearing. After Joe Burrow, man, I mean, excuse me, after Tua's gone, you take Joe Burrow, and listen, the dude is, what other questions can you have about him, man? There's not many flaws in his game. He has improved drastically. So there goes your quarterback of the future, Miami. You take Joe Burrow. Number three, the Washington Redskins. I really thought about going receiver here at some point. I have a feeling that the way the Cardinals did Josh Rosen, the Redskins may do Dwayne Haskins. I'm not saying it's going to happen in the first year there, but I just have a small feeling. I don't have them taking a quarterback here, but I just I have a feeling that something's just, I don't know. I just don't think that Haskins is just, I, I just have a weird feeling about that. But right here for, for you know, Haskins, let's say he is the starting quarterback or he's the quarterback of the future for the Redskins. I have them taking Andrew Thomas, quarterback from, I mean, quarterback, excuse me, left tackle from Andrew, um, from Georgia. I cannot get that out. But he is the best tackle prospect I've seen in a while. The best overall offensive lineman prospect in the draft without question. He's a top five prospect, in my opinion, on my board. Take him. If Haskins is your you know, future starter, you put him out there and let him protect the young quarterback. Because obviously Trent Williams is not going to play there. He hasn't played there. So you've got to find somebody to replace Trent Williams. Not saying Thomas can do that because Trent Williams has been great for a very long time. But... Man, trade Andrew Thomas away. Get the money off your books, man. He's, he wants a new deal, and he rightfully deserves a new deal. Trade him away. Get more draft assets for 2020, 2021, whatever it is. I don't know why you'd be waiting too long to get this thing done, man. You're obviously in a rebuilding stage. You just fired your head coach. You got interims in there now. So it's you got, dude, Case Keenum's your starting quarterback, Colt McCoy. They've already said that Haskins is not ready to play. So, dude, trade him. I don't know what you're holding on to. If he doesn't want to be there and, you know, this is a rebuilding stage, Get rid of them. Try to try to do. I, I'm sure there is a team right now in the 2020 draft who will give up a first round pick for Andrew Thomas. In the long run, that works for the Washington Redskins because now you're in the situation of the Dolphins. Well, you know we have multiple picks. That's how you you know rebuild a team. You have to trade assets away. You have to use those assets to gain draft capital. If you don't have any draft capital, it's going to be hard to just rebuild your team through free agency. This is not how that works. You have to draft well. You have to go out and get free agents. And what free agents are really going to come to Washington like that? What big name free agents do you know that are going to, oh, damn, I want to play for the Redskins? Especially if there's no talent around there, no draft capital, you know, there's no, like, they don't see a future of that team being good anytime soon. I don't know what they're waiting on, man. Trade Trent Williams when it's 
nothing against Trey Williams. He's a hell of a tackle, arguably top three left tackle, top two in my opinion in the league. But trade him away. Get some draft capital for him. Let him be happy with whatever team, you know, trade from my opinion. It should have, you know, should be the Chargers, the Patriots, the Browns. Those three should trade for him. Any of those teams would be willing to give up a first round pick, especially the Patriots with the injuries they've dealt with on the offensive line. So, dude, they should be on the phone right now. Hey, we've got to get this dude away. What can you give us? And I'm sure they'll get a first round pick. Moving on to number four, the Atlanta Falcons, man. It's crazy how fast this team, you know, has gotten so bad so quickly. Just a few years ago, they were in the Super Bowl, but now look at them. I don't think Dan Quinn will make it after this year. He will be fired. So coming in at number four, man, I really thought about this. Thought about going secondary here, but I went with Chase Young. He's the best player in the draft, man. You got to take him. Hitting right here at number four, they don't have a lot of edge rush talent. Vic Beasley was, what, one year, 15 sacks. Everything on the inside, man, it's, it's you know, Grady Jarrett, McKinley, um, they don't have that one edge rusher, you know. So go get Chase Young, a dude who has crazy been, crazy athletic fleek, uh, <clears throat> crazy athletic freak, who can just get to the quarterback in many ways, man. Go get that dude. And the best player on the board, in my opinion, available at four. How could you pass that up? You seriously can't. So going on to number five, the New York Jets. I seriously thought about going to receiver here, but I think Sam Darnold needs more protection. So I went with Tristan Wirfs, tackle from Iowa, for the fifth pick here. I mean, you can go multiple ways. You're obviously not going to take a running back because you have Le'Veon Bell. They, um, they could have went corner here. Could have went another safety here, maybe. But I don't think they were able to go safety with Poole and uh, Adams back there. For me here, for the for the, for the the Jets, it's got to be edge rush. They haven't had an edge rush in a long time. Um, receiver or corner. That's it. And I, I think the more viable thing right here is protecting Sam Darnold. So I'm going to give them Tristan Wirfs from Iowa. Number six, the Miami Dolphins back on the clock again. Again, like I said, got to add weapons. So I'm giving them wide receiver, Jerry Judy. How great would it be to draft Tua, whatever offensive lineman you take, and then go get his teammate, who they already have that chemistry with, and Jerry Judy. Not only do they have chemistry, but he's the best receiver in the draft and arguably the best receiver we've seen come out in a long time. So go get it, Tua, some weapons, you know, and continue to prove your team. Number seven, the Cleveland Browns. Oh, man, I really wanted to go offensive tackle here, but I just don't think there's one available that's worth drafting outside of Thomas and Wirfs inside the top 10. I just don't. I don't think it's it's a little bit of a drop-off. I'm not saying I mean, these other guys have looked good, but I don't. I just right now, I, I wouldn't spend a, you know, I don't see three offensive linemen going in the top 10. I know teams are desperate. I like the, um, I like Trey Smith from Tennessee. I like the tackle from, uh, from Washington. I can't think of his name right now. I was just talking about him, but I can't think of his name. But... I'm going to give him Grandel, but safety from LSU. You pair him with Greedy Williams, Denzel Ward. They also have uh, Damaris Randall back there. So they have a, a nice second, but they need somebody on the opposite of Randall who can, you know, hold down the back end of the defense. And Grant Delpit's that dude. Don't He has got off to a slow start, but he's been kicking in the gear a little bit in, um, the past couple weeks, looking a lot better. He can just do. He reminds me of Derwin James. Man, he's just—he's not as long and rangy as Derwin James is, but boy, can he play! I mean, his tackling can be a little inconsistent, but that's things you can teach, and that's teach tape. You know, you can teach him a guy how to wrap up, run his feet, stuff like that. You can teach, and everybody has flaws in a game, right? So, but dude, he can cover the slot. He can play over the top of the defense. He has the range. He can come down in the box. He's not afraid to tackle. You know, he just—it can be inconsistent. But man, you pair Grant Delpit with the rest of these guys in the secondary, and that's—that's that's huge. Coming in at number eight, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Obviously, with the trade of Jalen Rams, you got to find a way to try to combat, you know, that 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 hole in your defense. You got to fill that void. So I'm giving him the best corner in the draft, top ten prospect on my board, Jeffrey Okuda, corner from Ohio State. 
I'm not saying he's going to come out to be like Jalen Ramsey. He's not as big as Ramsey is, but can he cover? He's got lightning quick feet, got good hips, man. The dude is just the best corner. He's really shining on tape this year. You pair him with A.J. Boye, dude, you have a, a, a great corner duo. So that's that's what I'm going to do there for the Jaguars, Jeffrey Okuda. Coming in at number nine, the New York Giants. I really thought about going C.D. Lamb here, you know, giving Daniel Jones more weapons, Saquon Barkley. But I kind of like what the Giants can do when Saquon's healthy. You know, I like it. The receiving core is okay when everyone's healthy. But I, I think right here, it's got to be A.J. Epinesa, their GM has shown he loves, you know, to, to draft on, on the defensive line. And I don't think he'd pass up a freak like A.J. Epinesha. He's not your typical, you know, long, rangy, you know, bend the edge like Chase Young. He weighs more. Um, he's not your typical edge rusher. So he'll, you know, play inside, obviously, in the NFL. But he can play outside, too. He's just that good, man. He's a freak of an athlete, dude. He's super strong. He does a good job of converting speed to power. He just, and there's plays where he's not even, he just comes off the ball, he just blows tackles up. Like, he'll just push him to the quarterback's lap. You add that dude to Dexter Lawrence, who's looked really better than what we thought he'd look in year one, you have a stout defensive lineman. And what Charles, I think Charles Amanda, who's on that team too, the rookie they drafted this year. So, man, they really are, was it last year? Um, I think Amanda, who's in, what, you want a year one or two? I can't remember right now. But either way, you would have a really solid up front. So, Epinesa, number nine to the Giants. Number 10, the Tennessee Titans, Marcus Mariota was benched the last Sunday against the Broncos. He's not going to start or play on Sunday, you know, barring injury to Tannehill, but Tannehill's going to start, and neither one of those dudes are clearly going to take this franchise to the next level. I keep telling people the Titans have everything they need to be a serious playoff contender. They have the defense, they have the offensive line, they have the running game, they have a good head coach, they have some A.J. AJ Brown, right, the solid receiver, who I thought was the number one receiver from last year's draft from Ole Miss. They have everything they need to be successful. They had a good tight end. They just need a quarterback. That's the biggest thing. And yes, Tua and Burrow are gone, but you just need a quarterback. And I know Titans fans are like, okay, I don't know about this pick because we just took an Oregon quarterback in Mariota, but I, I have to give him Justin Herbert here. Look, coming into the year, we were all high on him, and yeah, he's fallen a little bit, but he still has a trace that scouts will love. You know, we just, and I think right now we're not going to see Herbert's full potential because the offense is derailing him. You know, the play calling is not good. You saw a little bit of that in the Auburn game, man. You know, a lot of bubble screens, a lot of quick passes. So we're not seeing, you know, his full potential. We won't see his full potential until he hits the NFL. And I think that's, I know Titans friends are a little worried about taking another Oregon quarterback, but that's what you have to do. You at least have to take a shot at it, man. It's like, you know, you, you maybe keep one of these dudes on, on your roster, Tannehill or Mariota, just in case Herbert doesn't pan out. But, who knows? You got to draft a quarterback because Mariota has been, eh, just okay. He's not been great. You know, just he wasn't what we thought he would be. And Tannehill was brought to, ten, uh, brought to Tennessee as a backup for a reason. So there's that. So you got to go Justin Herbert here. Get yourself a quarterback. You know, I could have went receiver here, but I feel like quarterback, you know, was way more important. I mean, I don't think they're going to, you know, draft a receiver at 10 and, you know, really believe in Mariota or Tannehill. So. I mean, again, with this receiver class, so many of them, you can find another receiver in the second, third, fourth round. Plenty of them will be available. So that's my pick again for the Tennessee Titans, Justin Herbert, quarterback from Oregon. Let's get a little bit into the uh, Eagles secondary, man. Kirk Cousins absolutely shredded these boys last Sunday, man. Did whatever they want to do. It's going back, watching some All-22 film today, and just the Eagles secondary is bad, man. I They let Jalen Ramsey slip out of their hands. I don't know what was going on. I don't know if the trade talk was real or not, if they really engaged on a lot of people were saying they were one of the teams who were, you know, giving them calls. Man, they, they let that one slip away bad. That was that that should have been the one team who should be on the phone. Look, we'll trade for him. People want to make him the highest paid corner. That's something they really need is corners because their secondary is just terrible. Seriously, it's bad. 
But to combat that, you know, to fill that void of Ramsey not being there, man, go get Patrick Peterson, man. I know he was a little unhappy before he got suspended because the Cardinals wouldn't work out a new deal with him. He's finally back from suspension, so he's eligible to play after what I think it was six weeks he's missed or five weeks, whatever the suspension was he had. I think it was six. But, man, go get Patrick Peterson. Get that because a team like the Chiefs, I believe, will still try to make a move for a corner at the deadline. Who knows? But I think the Eagles, man, they need a corner bad. And I know Patrick Peterson's a little older, but he's still going to be a great player. You know, can still cover any receiver in the league. He's still going to have great man coverage skills, you know, can, can tackle, show up in the run game. Just anything, because right now what they're throwing out, that product they're throwing out on the field is just not good football, seriously. I, again, I don't know how you let Jalen Ramsey slip out of your hands. I don't know how serious or how engaged they were on those trade talks with Jalen Ramsey, you know, the Eagles. But, dude, they, that's, that, that was bad. It, it's, the performance we've seen against the Vikings, I mean, dudes are just getting ran by, not getting hands on. There's a play, man, Adam Thielen ran an out and up from the six-yard line. Corner had bad eyes, got beat. Man, I mean, it's just little stuff like that they're just not doing. And then none of these corners look like they're starting caliber corners right now. Like, yeah, you see the potential, but we're just we're just not seeing them come out every Sunday and can cover. They can't cover anybody. And you let a quarterback like Kirk Cousins do it, it really looked as if he looks like he was MVP. Like, he played like MVP quarterback on something. That's how bad the Eagles secondary looked. They made Kirk Cousins look so fantastic, and he's really not that good. He's average, in my opinion. So, again, trade for Patrick Peterson. Try to trade for any quarterback, any any cornerback who is worthy of coming in to start right away. There's, I, right now, there's not really too many corners on the on the trading block right now. Patrick Peterson has to be the number one guy because you you miss you know on on Jalen Ramsey. So go get Patrick Peterson and try to boost your secondary. And again, the division is tight between you and Dallas. And now that could be a move that could take you guys over the top, get you guys over the hump, get you guys into the playoffs. Offense could find its rhythm. Maybe the defense finds its rhythm and you can make another Super Bowl run. Who knows? But step one, you got to improve the secondary. So to wrap up the show, we're going to get into A.J. Green. The three best teams I think should trade for him. Again, these are teams that I think, you know, are going to be buyers, you know, before the deadline. You know, they're looking to just boost the, boost the receiving core and they need to, in my opinion. So coming in at number one, I think it's got to be the San Francisco 49ers, man. Just going back and looking at the depth chart here. Dante Pettis, Marquise Goodwin, who I really like, can, you know, stretch the field. He's a deep ball guy. He can go get it. And Debo Samuel, Jordan Matthews, you know, Richie James Jr. None of those names look out and like, okay, yeah, like, other than Goodwin. And I don't think Goodwin's even a, a number one receiver. I think he's just a really good number two receiver. I don't think he's a number one receiver. You go get A.J. Green, man. You add him to this team. And this offense with Kyle Shanahan and where they can run the ball, teams are going to stack the box and sell out for the run. You throw the ball over 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 top to AJ Green, man. He can stress the field when he's when he's healthy. He's still a good route runner. He still is physical at the catch point. Man, he's he's still when he comes back from injury, he still can be a very quality receiver, a guy who can easily give you 100 yards receiving a game. So that's my first option there, the San Francisco 49ers. Number two on my list, it has to be the Oakland Raiders. We know what happened with Antonio Brown. They brought him in, never played a game, didn't work out. You know, blah blah blah. The whole drama he brought to the team. Tyrell Williams is all right. He's not a number one receiver to me. As a Chargers fan, I, I loved him as our number two, man. He was just a great you know, man. We threw a lot of deep balls to Tyrell. He can stretch the field. I like Tyrell Williams. Hunter Renfro is a guy who can work on the slot. You know, he looks pretty solid this year. Keelan Doss is all right. He, he can play. They went and traded for Zay Jones. None of those names are first-round receivers. Absolutely not. I know the reason we didn't discharge the reason we didn't re-sign Tyrell Williams is because he was asking for number one receiver money. There's no way in hell we're going to give Tyrell Williams number one receiver money. 
No knock against him. He's just not a number one receiver. So, Oakland Raiders, who are, man, like I predicted, having a solid year. I thought they were going to be better than what people, you know, were giving them credit for. They had a good draft, had a good summer, and they're still winning games. They're, what, 3-2 and two right now? Man, they got the Packers this weekend, so we'll see how that goes. But, man, trading for AJ Green would be huge for this offense. You know, Carr, does, Carr looks good. Josh Jacobs looks like he can run rookie of the year. Go get a number one receiver like AJ Green to compare with Tyrell Williams. You got yourselves a pretty good, you know, receiving core and a pretty solid receiving core. You know, Williams, Renfro, Doss, if Zay Jones has proven he can play, I mean, so we're just, you know, it's going to take him probably a few weeks to get, you know, used to the playbook. But you go get AJ Green, man, that, that's, that's a step in the right direction. And finally, the last team, this may surprise some people, maybe not. You know, a lot of people have them, you know, just to draft a guy in 2020. But the Green Bay Packers, man, with Devontae Adams being out with the turf toe, guys like Geronimo Allison, who's struggling to catch the football. Alan Lazard looked great last week. Um, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling. None of these dudes, man, are like, okay, yeah, like, what, the fact that Aaron Rodgers can win games with you guys says more about Aaron Rodgers than it does the receivers that are playing on the field. Not, not, nothing against him because, again, Lazard, Lazard looked good against the Lions. But none of those dudes are Devontae Adams. None of those dudes are A.J. Green. You imagine a healthy Devontae Adams coming back from injury from turf toe? You go get A.J. Green? Now your offense opens up. There is no more just putting, you know, a safety over the top and a corner underneath on Devontae Adams. Because now if that happens, somebody's got to be one-on-one. You mean to tell me AJ Green's not going to win on one-on-one or vice versa? You sell out and you go double team AJ Green or, you know, you shade coverages to AJ Green. That means Devontae Adams is one-on-one. And then those third, you know, those third tier type guys, you know, Marquise Valdez, Scanlon, Alan Lazard, Geronimo Allison, those are the dudes who can also see more looks, man. Allison's got to catch the damn football. But those guys are going to also get more opportunities to show what they can do. If you bring in a guy like AJ Green, man, it opens up everything. It may be open up the run game. I really like Aaron Jones. They can get the run. Him and Jamal Williams are a very underrated running back duo, by the way. But if you can get the run game going a lot more, which they have in recent weeks, Man, this, this this is a move they have to make. I thought they should have traded for Antonio Brown. Maybe it was a smart thing that they didn't see and how that situation played out with the Raiders. I thought they should have drafted a receiver in the first round of the 2019 class. They ended up drafting a tight end in that draft. But you, you got to get more weapons, man. I didn't I didn't like the tight end pick because you still got Jimmy Graham there and Mercedes Lewis. I didn't like the pick, but whatever. They should have went receiver. And again, if they don't trade for A.J. Green, thank Lord, you know, the 2020 class receiver, the 2020 receiver class is so freaking loaded. Imagine a guy like CeeDee Lamb, Tylen Wallace, Jalen Rieger, Tyro Johnson, any of those studs, dude, Colin Johnson, fall into the Green Bay Packers. You imagine CeeDee Lamb catching footballs from Aaron Rodgers with Devontae Adams? That would be ridiculous. So, again, those are my three teams who should trade for A.J. Green. I want to thank you guys for sitting in with me. Um, I will be starting a new segment and maybe next show or the show after that. Um, I will, you know, get more into the new segment when it's time to introduce the new segment. So again, that's my show and I want to thank you for sitting with me. I'll see you guys again next time.